Yeah, Larry, just obviously nice win, but the uh, the rebounding is probably a concern. Can you put a finger on kind of why it got away from you there a little bit? Well, I, I mean, uh, you know, there were some great things I thought that happened offensively. Six guys in double figures, 21 to seven assists to turnovers. But, uh, you know, in a in a basketball setting, you've got to be far better. I thought our half court defense was pretty good, did a good job of locking in on some guys. Uh, but Idaho State, a credit to them. You know, they they tried to keep their offense on the field a little bit. The real patience, uh, you know, patient team, some turns of the ball. They made us guard multiple passes and we, we just didn't have the discipline to outlast them, um, you know, and finish a possession with uh, with a great block out and a rebound. And uh, it doesn't feel very good to get out rebounded by 17 to anyone, but certainly that wasn't a team with size or athleticism that came in here and, and, uh, and should have destroyed us that way. So it was a heck of an eye opener, you know, for us and uh, deficient and it doesn't, it doesn't feel really good, but it's, uh, it's, it's going to certainly be a point of emphasis moving forward. Coach, uh, th- throughout two games now, we've, we've uh, seen uh Pella Larson, uh, is this only a glimpse of what we're going to be seeing from him? Because he's he's sure uh, getting better through through uh, both games. Yeah, no, it's it's uh, you know very nice to have him get off to a good start. It's um, you know an indication that that he's he's ready to play, and um, it's hard it's hard to be a freshman, but I think he's got some great poise and strength and making some nice plays for us. So he's you know he's. Uh, certainly ahead of the curve right now and, and, uh, and, and playing some good basketball. So it's a good deal. Hey coach, uh, you guys forced 19 turnovers. Ryland had five steals on his own and it seemed like a lot of those turnovers led to easy transition buckets on the other end. What, what were you doing so well defensively that seemed to really frustrate them? Yeah, no, I, you know, uh, again, uh, our defense was pretty good in the half court. We got, we had 15 deflections at halftime. We were really playing with our hands, uh, scored some points in transition because of our defense. And again, it's, you know, defensive team, uh, an old, you know, coaching friend of mine and one of the best coaches that I've been around, Bobby Dye, who used to coach Boise when I was playing at Montana, uh, a tremendous individual as well. And I can remember him using, making the statement, you know, that you've got to be solid as a rebounding team because you can be very subpar defensively, but if you never give up an offensive rebound, you become pretty good because you never give a team a second chance. Uh, And consequently um, you can be really bad defensive you can be really good defensively like I think we were tonight we were pretty good in a lot of phases but if you can't get a miss then uh you know it just sucks the life out of you and you become very average defensively so I've always said that you know a rebound is the exclamation point on the sentence for getting a stop and tonight it was uh you know it was a combination of a lot of things it takes all five guys. You need guards, free rebounding. You need better blockouts, and uh, just you know, it was a big drain and made us made us very average defensively. So, Larry, you've been through a couple of these games now with the empty building and trying to create your own en- energy. How, how how difficult is it to 
uh, to play in, in this environment, trying to create your own energy, especially er, early, <clears throat> excuse me, early in the game coming out of the gate. Yeah. I, you know, I thought we have, what we have to keep in mind is that this is our second game of the year. And, uh, you know, you still, we're still overcoming, uh, you know, some COVID stuff and, and practices. I don't know if we're in as good a condition as we need to be in. I challenged everybody in the locker room, but this is, this is not a season to be talking about, uh, you know, lack of crowds because this is something that's consistent with both teams. Both teams have to deal with it. I'm a believer that a lot of this season's going to come down to some intrinsic uh, characteristics and having enough pride that you don't care who's, in the building. Uh, if you're a player that depends on a lot of the, um, extrinsic, you know, benefits of playing college basketball with crowds cheering for you and stuff, this might not be the year for you. And, um, you know, we've got, we've got to stay connected. We've got to make plays offensively that, that we feel better about, you know, and, uh, and play more collective team basketball. I think where we can even move the ball more than we did tonight. And you've got to be able to rebound. And, and you know, when you can do those things, I think there'll be plenty of things to cheer about because it'll make us feel better at the end of an offensive possession. Uh, and it'll certainly make us feel better at a defensive possession. And, and our, our guys will stay engaged. So, uh, you know, we know there's a lot of youth fans watching on TV. Everybody's playing under the same circumstances. And this is not going to be an excuse riddled thing. I'm thrilled that we're playing. The, the alternative could be that we, we could not be playing. We could be shut down. We've got an awful lot of sports programs here at the University of Utah that I really feel bad for, you know, that would normally be grinding it out and participating. And we all know that's a long list. And, uh, you know, there's very few sports that are given an opportunity to compete right now. So this is not a sympathy thing where where we feel bad. I, I feel blessed uh, and fortunate that we get a chance to compete. And I think our guys do, too. So. Uh, you know, hopefully that can kind of put the end to some of these crowd questions because, uh, you know, uh, we're, we're very fortunate to be playing. Well, you're obviously 2-0 and and, and and different types of performances in these two different games, especially an opponent in terms of conference and non-conference. But do you, do you feel like you have uh, an understanding of who your team is or kind of what your limits or, or different things are, especially heading into uh, a game against a, a tough opponent in BYU? Uh, knowing that they've had far more games than you have. Yeah, no, I think we're still finding an identity and finding some comfort in it. You know, it's a process that it, it's uh, it's like anything. You can't speed the clock up. You can't gain experience just because you want it. And our guys need to be in positions playing against some new guys, seeing some different things. Sometimes, you know, it's not unusual in a basketball season to kind of play yourself into shape. Uh, I was joking with guys when – you know, it's just an additional adrenaline. It's an additional unknown, uh, you know, guys, guys, uh, uh, you know, you get a little bit of cotton mouth, you're a little bit more winded than you normally would be because you're playing for keeps. You're playing in a big stakes game and you can't simulate some of that. And so part of the process is playing some of those games and blowing the pipes out a little bit and gaining a, you know, a certain level of being comfortable in that. And then we've got a long way to go finding an identity offensively and defensively. It feels pretty good, but 
um, you know, the game three here at BYU is going to be a heck of a challenge for us. And, and we've got to be a lot better than we were tonight. 